verse 1. Therefore, if any of you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, and any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one mind. Here we go. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Life is not about food or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. You ready for this? What did Jesus do? How did he do these things? How did he make it that he did nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit? How did he do it that he valued others above himself? Well, here we go in verse 6. Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself what? Nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death. Death on a cross. And why did he do that? He wanted the best for us and the glory for the Father. For God so loved the world that He did what? Let me say it again. I don't want to lose anybody. For God so loved the world that He gave what? His only Son. Okay, here's something that you have to grasp here. God loved us so much that He did something to move toward us. And you say, well, what's the big deal? No, listen. How many here have ever had a child take off in the store? You don't know where they are. You're getting panicky, and then you just stand there and say, oh, they'll find me. No, you lose that child, what do you start to do? You start looking. Here, a business meeting a couple weeks ago. We're trying to pack all the children up in the van while business meeting's going on, and I'm in here, and Trace comes and says, we're Silas. I got no clue. Now I'm thinking, oh, we're at church, you know. Well, after about ten minutes of looking for Silas... Suddenly, I'm like, uh, something's not right. He's not downstairs, upstairs, back there, up here. He's nowhere to be found. And suddenly, Pastor Dave went into daddy mode. And I'm looking everywhere. Tracy's looking everywhere. We did not just stand still and say, oh, he'll find his way back. And if he doesn't, too bad, so sad. What kind of parents would we look like? Praise be to God, he had found Rusty Riley's lap and was snuggled in it. If you would look at us as parents who were extremely neglectful by saying, too bad, so sad, just going to stand here, he can find his own way. Why do we picture a Father God doing the same thing? God Almighty never s stood still and said, oh, just going to have to find your own way now. Just going to have to do it. And so what do we do? We get our big checklists and... Psh, 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 Got to do so. I get one step closer to God, so He'll take me and He'll take me and He'll take. Checklist, checklist, checklist. Guys, listen to me. God is the one that initiated in love, not us. God is the one that took the first step forward, not us. We couldn't. Nor did He expect us to. You say, well, what are you talking about? Well, let me just share a couple verses here. First John four ten. Not that we love God, but what? He loved us. 1 John 4.19, we love because He first loved us. See, God is moving towards us. God so loved the world that He moved towards the world. And what I don't think we're catching is this. This is the same world that had done what to Him? 
called him names, blasphemed him, refused him. I want nothing to do with him. I will worship my own idols. I will worship my own ones. I will worship my own needs. I will worship what I want to worship, and I will do what I want to do. And guess what? God took a step forward to us. I don't think anybody's catching me today here. Romans 5.8, God showed his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, here's the thing. Jim Bunyan, in all his warts, in all his ugly, I'm just being hypothetical here, in all his ugly, in all his past, his present, his future, in all that, God took a step toward Jim, not away from Jim. Who's hearing that? For those of us sitting around saying, I'm not good enough. No, you're not. And he still took a step forward. Oh, I'm not worthy. No, you're not. But he still took a step forward. I can't do enough right. You're exactly correct. You can't. But he still took a step forward. In fact, here's the crazy part. This is the thing I love. Let's look at Genesis real quick. What happened in Genesis? Uh, creation, man and woman, Garden of Eden, named animals. We're moving through chapter 1, chapter 2. Let's get to chapter 3. Eve is deceived. She eats of the forbidden fruit. She gives some to Adam. Adam says, yes, dear. He takes a bite. Suddenly their eyes are open. Their eyes are open. They just committed, let's just lay it out here like we'll use an old cliche, the original sin. The one that did us all in. They just committed it. And what do we find out? Adam and Eve took off. They ran and hid. And what do we find God doing? Well, they made their choice. I'm just going to stay here and wait and let them figure it out themselves. Thank you. Amen. Whoever that was, praise be to God. No! God says, Adam, Eve, where are you? And we're thinking, oh, this is God. He should know. He can see everything. He's all, you know, all this stuff. No. He was specifically calling out to them. He was taking a step forward toward them. You say, well, they ultimately got kicked out of Eden. Well, we find out that's more because of the sin that separated them. Did God ab- abandon them after that? No. He just, they couldn't take part in the fruit anymore. Unless they eat from the tree of life. Live forever. Nope, God had to separate that, deal with sin. His name is Jesus. Guess what? Jesus is our tree of life. We will live forever. Why? Because our God took a step toward us. You say, but what? What What about me? Love. Everybody listen to me. Love. God's love always initiates deliverance and redemption. God's love always seeks out the sinner. It doesn't run away from the sinner. Anybody take hold of that? Show me that you're hearing me by taking hold of that. God's love seeks out the sinner that they may be what? That they may be saved. You know what? He even is very clear about this. I came across two verses that I've heard many times and, and looked at it very differently than I do now. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm just going to share them with you. John 15, 16. You haven't chosen me. I chose you. It used to be I thought, oh. I'm at the mercy of God. If I don't get chosen by Him, no. What He's saying is, hey, you didn't stand a prayer. I had to step toward. I chose you. An even bigger one. No one comes to the Father except through... And was He warning you or telling you that He 
is the one that took the step forward. No man comes to the Father except through me. I'm the one, guys, and I'm the one that's initiating this whole thing. You can't do it. I can. I used to think that, oh, that means that there's some people that God is not calling. No, 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 no. I don't agree with that. I believe God is constantly stepping forward and toward anyone and everyone because God so loved the world. The issue here is, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever what? Believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Believes in him. What do I have to believe? That he's who he says he is? Yes. Do I have to believe that he did what he said he did? Yes. And don't just believe it. You then receive it. See, here's the issue. God took a step forward so you'd receive. So you'd believe and receive. God loves you today. Is he going to let me get away with sin? No. God loathes and despises sin. But that's why his grace got put into place. That for those that choose to believe and receive his love, that is there for everyone, may be set free from sin. I've said it before and I say it again and I really am seeing this more and more and more. Christ is more interested in, in setting you free from your sin than he is condemning you of your sin. Is there condemnation for sin? Yes. But what's his desire to set you free? Forgive you and allow his righteousness to live within you. For those of you sitting here today that say, I have messed up royally. For those of you who said, I know God forgives me, but... No, 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 no. I know God forgives me, but... No, there's no buts to God's forgiveness. It's full, it's complete. I know God loves me, but... No, there's no buts to God's love. My question is, have you believed it? What He's done and what He says and that He is who He is and what He's done? And have you received it? Let me share a quick little story with you before we move on here. I heard this just this morning. Francis Chan, anybody recognize that name? He was doing a wedding at his church years ago. And he said it was, this, uh, it was an older lady. Um, she, uh, I guess her husband had passed or he had left her. That's what had happened. He had left her. Part of the reason being because they had a, a mentally challenged daughter. She was 28 and had the, uh, essentially the mental capacity of a six-year-old. And it had become too much, I guess, for the first husband, the father, and he just bailed. And so this mom had raised this daughter on her own. Well, along comes a man God brought into her life. And they began to date, and all along she began to share, this mother began to share, you know, this woman. Remember, i got gray hair now. I've got this mentally challenged daughter. Uh, it's not easy in our home. It's a struggle at times. I just want you to understand, and the man would just shake his head and said, look, I'm just going where the Lord leads me to go. And he's led you into my life as he's led me into your life. One night he proposes to her. She goes through the whole spiel again. Oh, gray hair. Oh, got wrinkles. He said, no, they're just beautiful dimples. I just, I'm a mess. It's just, it's going to be hard. And he said again, will you marry me? With tears streaming down her face, she said, yes, I will. He gives her the engagement. Well, at the wedding, soon after, they're standing there, and, and Francis Chan is, is, is going through the ceremony, and uh, he had just done the vows and the giving of rings with this couple. And interestingly enough, the 28-year-old daughter, who was mentally challenged, had been the flower girl for the ceremony, and she was so proud of it. 
and she was standing up with the bridesmaids. And after the rings have been given, the vows have been made, Francis uh, Chan takes that, takes uh, stops from moment and says, I just need to share something with you now. He named the gentleman. He said, he would like to give a ring now to his stepdaughter because he wants her to know that he loves her deeply and accepts her as his own daughter. Francis Chan said it, it, it was just zero to 60 in a, in a heartbeat. This girl begins to scream, and she threw all the flowers that were in her hand, ran up the steps, and grabbed hold of her soon-to-be stepfather and sobbed and said, Thank you. I love you so much. I don't care, mentally challenged or not, she knew whether she was loved or not. Hindrances, inhibitions in her life knew whether she was loved or not. But Francis Chan said, of course, the whole wedding was just demolished at that point. Everybody's beautiful and snot everywhere, ran out of tissues, the whole nine yards. But he did say, we just saw a great example of God's love for mankind. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. We're given hope. But praise God for his love. Amen. I'm going to say one more time. If you are sitting here today and you say, I, I just don't know. I screwed up. I've even screwed up since I said yes to Jesus. I've screwed up. I've messed up so bad. For God so loved the world that he took one step closer to him. Behold, he's standing at that door and he's knocking. And that verse is about the church. With all eyes closed here today. Is there anybody here today that says, you know what, in spite of the, the brokenness, the mess, the ugly, everything that I have just known, there's no way a God could ever want me, love me, or want me again, or whatever, I believe that He is calling out to me. I believe He's my only hope, but I believe He's doing it out of love. And today, I choose to believe and receive Jesus and all that he has in store. All his love, all his grace, all his mercy. Is there anyone here today just want to slip your hand up and slip it back down? I want to take that today. Yes, yes, yes. All over this place. I want to take that today. I want, to, I want that today. Hallelujah. And just pray again today. Jesus, I know sin had cut me off from you. But you took a step forward. And in your love, in your love, your grace, and your mercy, you continue to call to me. And today, today, I choose to believe that you are who you say you are. I believe today that you have done what you've said you've done. And I receive today forgiveness for my sin. Love that drives out all fear. Joy that fills my heart. Peace that fills my soul. Jesus, I want your life to be my life. Thank you for granting me a willing spirit to sustain me. Thank you for your love. You are my Savior. You are my Lord. You are my love. You are my life. Hallelujah. Mm. I'm going to ask Sister Pat to come on up here. We have...
communion. What a beautiful time just to remember what He's done for all of us here. Is God good? All the time. Hallelujah. Sister Pat, can you come on up? And she's just going to lead us. And I'm going to ask our beautiful ushers today, servers today, to come on up here. Who are our servers today? Yes, Jesus loves me. Everybody up here? Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. has a face. Love has a heart. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. I'm so thankful that in this Christmas season uh, that Advent coming, expectation. Thank you Jesus that you came. You were given by a Father. By a Father whose made one step closer. Lord, I thank you for your broken body. 
As they sat around that table, they took that loaf, Jesus took that bread. He broke it, he said, this, eat, this is my body, broken for you. I can almost hear him saying as he held it up high, this is how much I love you. Let's take it here. by that very familiar phrase that we find at the Christmas season that Jesus was a baby born to die. And that silent night, that holy night, when He came, when He came in the flesh, God in the flesh, to bring freedom to mankind, salvation to mankind from the sin that had, uh, had cut them and divided them and condemned them and cursed them. Many of us struggle to think of that baby Jesus in the nativity as being the same Jesus on the cross. But it was already put in play. And I'm thankful that though he didn't feel like it, though he didn't have the desire in terms of the emotions... He did not want to go to the cross outside of the fact that He did it for us. And He knew that's what would be best, the best, what we needed. He loved us beyond how He felt. We praise You, Father. Thank You. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. going to sound strange, but I really, really need to say it again. Do not let the enemy tell you what it is that's keeping you from God. Let God Almighty tell you what it is that will bring you to Him.
there's some people here today, I'm going to tell you right, don't you dare leave this church until you, you, you find some folks. If you feel led to pray for somebody, you feel led to hug somebody, you tell somebody, you look them in the face, God Almighty loves you and has great things for you. Believe it, receive it, take hold of it. Take hold of Him. Oh. Thank you for your love shed, the blood shed on the cross. Your love poured out over us. Thank you, as He took, took that goblet. He, he gave it to each of us and said, "Here, take drink. This is my blood shed for you for the remission of sins." Thank you. Let's take a drink. Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you guys for serving today. Appreciate it. You guys may be seated. Thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy. Thank you, God, that you love us in spite of. Thank you for being with us here today. Lord, I like the fact that we just welcome you here because you've already been saying, I'm, I, I plan on being here where two or three are gathered. So here we are. God, you're good. And we give you praise in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' holy name. Just ask you to stand. And this is going to be our benediction. I want you to tell as many people around you that God Almighty sent his son because he loves you. He loves you. Tell as many as you can.